0: When life is at its darkest, the shepherd is closer than ever before. We are never alone. If you are his sheep and if he is your shepherd, then when you walk into the valley, he does not get out in front of you or step back behind you, but he drops back and stands beside of you and he goes with you through the valley. He doesn't abandon you. He doesn't forsake you. He is with you. We are on a journey through Psalm 23. We've already seen how our shepherd is with us through the journey, and this continues this week as we look at verses 4 and 5. The overarching theme and message of Psalm 23 is what we saw in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus is your all-sufficient shepherd. If you have Him, you have everything you needed, need, and could ever need. Last week we looked at verses 2 and 3 to see how our shepherd is a restoring shepherd. He refreshes us when we are weary and restores us when we are wayward. Verse 3 ended with David declaring that he was being led in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We have a good shepherd. He is restoring, refreshing, and keeping us. This is all very good. Surely... The journey will be absent of problems and troubles. We're walking with the shepherd. We're obeying him. We're living for his glory and his honor. That means everything is going to be good and great, right? It should be. We're doing the right thing. We're being led by him and kept by him. But that's not how it is. Verse 4 interrupts the journey with a single word, yea. In every journey, there are Hiccups, twists, and turns. Frodo doesn't take the ring to Mount Doom without battles, distractions, and temptations. Every championship run includes problems along the way. The point guard twists his ankle, the ace pitcher messes up his shoulder, or a news article comes out about locker room trouble. You know this is true in your experience as well. Every day is not a clear sky with the sun shining in 65 degrees. There are times when we walk into the valley of the shadow of death. A bad doctor's report enters your inbox. That car T-bones your daughter out of nowhere. He decides he doesn't want to go through with the wedding. Anything can take you from green pastures and tumble you into the valley of the shadow of death. Your shepherd is good, but that doesn't mean there will never be bad times. The valleys are rarely expected as well. Joseph was not anticipating being cast into a pit, sold into slavery, lied about by Potiphar's wife, and thrown into prison. Job did not expect to lose his children, his living, and his security. A wife doesn't likely expect her husband to cheat on her. The technician gets let go from his job without any notice. She ends the relationship when it seems like all is well. The heart attack comes to someone who eats well and exercises regularly. Trials come and they come rather unexpectedly. The only thing we know about the valley of the shadow of death is that we will walk into it. You will go into this valley of deep darkness. So the question that we need to ask and that we need to answer as we look at this portion of Psalm 23 is this. How do we navigate it? How do we make it through? The good news is we are continuing our journey. And though we are now going to walk into the valley of the shadow of death in verse 4, the same shepherd who was sufficient in verse 1 and restoring in verses 2 and 3 is the shepherd who is faithful through the valley. He is with us when we are in the valley. Verse 4 of Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now what exactly is the valley of the shadow of death? The word valley means gorge. It's less like a highway and more like a hallway. It's narrow. It's tight. The valley of the shadow of death is a tight gorge of deep darkness and danger. It's not the valley of death itself. It's the valley of the shadow of death David will come through the valley alive, but the threat of death and danger is all around him. This phrase captures every way in which danger, darkness, and death surround the people of God. The child of God walks into the valley of the shadow of death when the cancer diagnosis comes. It may come in the form of a tragic death, broken relationship, or unexpected firing. It may be a time of depression, anxiety, and terror. It may be your own depth. It is a valley of deep darkness. While you are in this valley, you are walking in complete uncertainty. David is walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and you may be as well. It's terrifying. You can't see anything. There are dangers and enemies lurking around every corner in the valley of the shadow of death. In every crevice and on every ledge, there are lethal critters, attackers, and destroyers waiting to come after you. It's even more terrifying because you don't know when the evil is coming, even though you know it's out there. But notice what David says. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That is a shocking statement. It's irrational. It doesn't make sense. It's perfectly rational and logical to be terrified and afraid of anything and everything. Yet David said that he would not be afraid at all. Now, why would he not be afraid? He wouldn't be afraid because thou art with me. That's why David didn't have to fear because the Lord was with him. Now, notice the shift in how David refers to the Lord throughout this psalm. We have to do a bit of grammar work here, but it's very helpful. Listen to the text. In verse 2, he speaks of the Lord in the third person. He says, he maketh me, he leadeth me. Verse 3, he restoreth my soul, he leadeth me. But there is a transition from David talking about the Lord to David talking to the Lord in verse 4 when he said, thou art with me. In verse 5 he says, thou preparest the table before me, thou anointest my head with oil. In verses 1 through 3, David talks about the Lord as his shepherd. But in verses 4 and 5, David talks to the Lord as his shepherd. It's more personal when David walks into the valley. He doesn't say, he is with me. He says, thou art with me. And this changes everything. The Lord was already with David, but when he walked into the valley, David realized how with him the Lord was. When you walk into the valley, the presence of God becomes more real and more precious than ever, because he's all you have. When life is at its darkest, the shepherd is closer than ever before. This changes everything about how we walk through the valley. We are never alone. If you are his sheep, and if he is your shepherd, then when you walk into the valley, he does not get out in front of you or step back behind you, but he drops back and stands beside of you, and he goes with you through the valley. He doesn't abandon you. He doesn't forsake you. He is with you. The shepherd is closest to the sheep when the night is darkest. When you can't see in front of you, beside you behind you or above you the Lord is with you what is the deep dark valley you are in right now the Lord is with you this is how you survive when the cancer diagnosis is terminal this is how you move forward when relationships are irreparably broken thou art with me you're not in the valley of deep darkness alone and therefore you don't have to fear anything Your heart doesn't have to beat faster, nor do your legs need to quiver in uncertainty. The only thing you need to know to give you assurance is this. Thou art with me. That is what you must know in the valley. But the Lord's presence gives us confidence in deep darkness. The Lord also provides for us in the valley. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David details how the Lord cares for his sheep in the valley. He has a rod and staff to comfort. The rod was like a club and poking stick. It was used to fend off wild animals. It's not used on the sheep, but it is used to protect the sheep. The staff of a shepherd was used for pulling the sheep back in when it began to stray. Here's why David was confident in the valley. He knew that God would protect him from everything and everyone else and from himself. David did not have to fear in the valley because the Lord was there to make sure no one got to David and that David couldn't get away. The Lord both protects us from everyone else and ourselves. Sometimes we need the rod to fight for us and sometimes we need the staff to pull us back in. Regardless, the shepherd isn't going to let anyone take us away or let us get away. The reason for all of this is because he is leading us through The valley of the shadow of death. David would not remain in the valley and neither will you. He said, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Every believer will go into this valley of deep darkness. But no believer will stay in the valley forever. The Lord is with you and he is walking with you all the way through the valley. And even better than this is that our shepherd has walked through the valley himself. The Son of God became a man. He lived a sinless life for you. He faced heartache, pain, and suffering. He is the man of sorrows. He wept in Gethsemane. He died for your sins. Yet he rose in victory. He ascended. He did all of that. He went into the valley and faced death and conquered it. He triumphed. This is our hope. Our shepherd is walking with us in the valley, and he himself has already walked through the valley. He will not leave us there, but he is somewhere he's taking us. Verse 5 shows that your shepherd is leading you to a great feast. The journey does not end in the valley. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what you're facing right now and what pain and heartache you are experiencing, but you need to know that the journey does not end in the valley. The journey does not end in pain, heartache, and suffering. But the journey will continue. And your life and your journey will continue until it results in extravagant, lavish grace and joy and life. The shepherd will make all things well. Verse 5. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. The Lord is not a shepherd of satisfactory, almost, or just enough grace. He is the shepherd of extravagant, lavish grace. This is what verse 5 depicts for us in vivid color. David declared that the Lord prepared a table before him. There's a bit of a shift in language here about how David refers to the Lord. So far, the Lord has been shepherd, but now he refers to the Lord as his host, and David is his guest. And the Lord prepares a table. To prepare a table is not to just have a little bread and a little meat to get you by. This is a lavish feast. You could say this about Sunday lunches in the South in North Carolina. When my Nemaw prepares a table for our family on Sunday, she doesn't skimp on meats, vegetables, desserts, or anything. She will make sure you go home not only satisfied, but full. David and the Lord, however, are not the only ones at the meal. The Lord prepare a feast for David like that in the presence of his enemies. This is the first and only time in the psalm when anyone else in the psalm besides David and the shepherd are mentioned. Now why does God prepare a table before the eyes of David's enemies? Why not friends? Why not family? Why enemies? David had many enemies, ranging from Saul to foreign nations to Shimei. He had enemies that were undeserved and enemies that he very much deserved. He had many enemies. They wanted to destroy, kill, and annihilate David. Yet none of those got to him. A feast can only be had when wartime is over. And when the Lord prepared a feast before his enemies, he was declaring to all of them that this one is mine and you will not take him. This comes right after the valley of the shadow of death. The Lord brought David through deep darkness, flying arrows and flashing swords, and now he prepares a feast, and it is of extravagance. He anoints his head with oil, and his cup runs over. This may refer to the way a host would anoint a weary, tired guest. He would pour oil upon him to bring recovery and strength to him after a long journey. But notice, the word us there, it literally means to make Fat. The emphasis here is not just what the shepherd does and what the host does, but it is the extravagance of it. His cup runs over as well. The Lord just didn't put a little bit in David's cup. He filled it up so that it overflowed. Now whatever all the specific details of this look like for David and for us, here's the great point I believe this verse is making. Your shepherd is extravagant in his grace and hospitality towards us. In every step of the journey, our Lord is full of extravagant grace and hospitality towards us. Here's the good news this verse reminds us of. You may go through a valley like David describes in verse 4, and it's hard and it's difficult, but after the valley, the Lord has so much sufficient grace to heal and restore and make you even better after the valley and how bad and how difficult it was in the valley. Verse 5 declares to us this truth about our good shepherd. He is far better than we can imagine, and he will show off his grace to us. Haven't you seen this to be true in your life? Haven't you found out that if after every difficult situation you have come to, that when you look back and see how the Lord has always been faithful, always been good, always been true. And we'll know as we look at it next week to see that the reason that is true is because he's got goodness and mercy chasing us down and running after us. He's making sure we're going to make it all the way to the house of the Lord. And he is that full of extravagant grace and mercy You may be in the valley now, but you are headed to a most glorious feast, friends. Now, while you are in the valley, it may not seem like you're ever going to get out. But I want to remind you that you are going to. Jesus is with you and he is leading you. He is preserving you. He is keeping you through every season, every circumstance, every trial, no matter what it may look like, how difficult it is. He is always faithful and true. Now, I close with this quote from David Gibson. He said, Jesus is not up ahead asking for directions. He is not lost. He knows where he is leading you. He knows there is a way through it and out of it because that was his own experience of the valley. He has been there ahead of you and for you. Brothers and sisters know, even when you are walking in deep darkness and you can't see what's coming and you don't know why you're facing what you're facing or how you're going to get there or where you're even going, know this, Jesus is not lost. He is your shepherd in and through the valley. So trust Him. Trust that your shepherd is leading you even when you don't know where you're going and that He's got it in control because He does. Trust the good and faithful shepherd. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Talk by Grace podcast.